0: All right. How's everybody doing? Uh, We are back with another edition of Music Talk. My guest today is a scholar of medieval music, Victor Peniman. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. What are we doing up this early, man? It's like noon, right? Yeah, right The crack of noon. I'm amazed that there are people... Out. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? Don't you know, these people have homes? <sighs> <laughs> Us musicians tend to get up at like 10, 11, And uh, I don't know what we're doing right now, but uh that's not because we're lazy, mind you, it's because we stay awake late at night. So exactly. you know, it's the same kind of day, just different times. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. There you go. So so far on my show I've gotten two bass players, and now if you go with a gamma player. I thought you guys were all bums. What's up with this? <laughs> <laughs> You've been the one, the one eager to do the show so far. But So, first of all, your instrument is the viola da gamba. What the yes. heck is a viola da gamba? Oh,
1: funny you should ask. Uh, <laughs> um, the viola da gamba is a uh, bowed guitar, basically, a bode mood, mm. um, that uh, came into being... We're guessing about the 1490s. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, generally accepted wisdom on, on it uh, has been published by Ian Woodfield for a number of years. Um, that uh, appeared in Italy under the influence of mm-hmm. Spain at about that mm-hmm. time, and of course there have been some there's some new ideas going around, some newfangled ideas going around about its origins now, and I haven't really been keeping up on that. I should probably do that at mm-hmm. some point. Um, but uh, anyhow, um, it, it, it came about in the, about the 1490s, mm-hmm. and became really popular in, in Italy. Moved north of the Alps where it really, really took root. The Italians mm-hmm. kind of stopped using it um, in the early 17th century, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, the, they had a a pretty um, a pretty active solo soloing culture mm-hmm. and solo instrument culture. Uh, what they call the viola de, uh, viola bastarda, a bastard viol,
0: is <laughs> a slightly small bass viol. So you have a shorter string length. Built for shred, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, pretty much. And they and and the vials were like the predecessors to the violins. Not so, well, really. Well, they were they were early earlier before the violin. No, no, actually, okay. uh, that's yeah. a that's
1: a that's a pretty common misconception. Right. Uh, they grew up at the same time. Oh, okay. Uh, the violin family uh, was its own thing, coming pretty much directly from the vl the medieval fiddle. Okay. Um, which had two kind of, sort of two ways of constructing it. Uh, the ones that I have are um, the, the, the back and the sides and the neck and the peg disc are all one piece of wood. Okay. It's carved out, then you slap a, a top on the thing, put a bridge on it, you know, set it up, and now you've got a fiddle. Uh, the other way of constructing it was much like the violin is constructed today, which is built up, right? You've got separate sides, separate mm, back glued right. together and okay, so yeah. forth. And so uh, you'll, you'll find both of those, both of those uh, construction types. Uh, from the Middle Ages, and that's pretty much what led to the violin. Uh, mm-hmm. And in the 16th century, there's this um, really kind of an explosion of technology mm-hmm. uh, where they just start building all sorts of kinds of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And they built it all in families. So you have mm-hmm. soprano, alto, tenor, bass, you know, pretty mm-hmm. much everything treble, alto, tenor, bass. Uh, and so that's when you start getting, you know, violin, viola. Etc. Different sizes than they are now. right? Because uh, there are actually mathematical proportions that are brought into play to determine how big the next voice down is to be.
0: And all of that's been mucked about with. Mm-hmm. Um, and the viola da gamba, just to give, give people mm-hmm. an idea of what it is, you sit, right? I mean, it's very right, similar right. to a cello, sort of, right? Sort of,
1: sorta, of, kinda. Of. Yeah, you yeah. hold it between your knees, there's no mm-hmm.
0: end pin. And there wasn't an
1: end pin for the cello for a long time mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and uh, just as just as with the other instruments, there's a, a treble. Treble's about violin size, really, but mm-hmm. it's it's a bit thicker, and you yeah. hold it between your knees like this. Uh, and, wow. and then bow, bow. hold the bow underhand also, right? Mm-hmm. Because it is a guitar. The things have six strings, uh, sometimes seven, when you get to the French Baroque, mm-hmm. uh, late 17th century, mm-hmm. uh, and they all have frets that are tied on. Uh, around the around the neck, uh, which is the way the lute was done. Well, way all fret. Well, not all frets. Um, yeah. All earlier frets. They started, you know, inlaying frets, putting the. I can't think of the word right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, they started making them permanent. I'm not quite sure when they did that, but they were for metal mm-hmm. string instruments primarily. They would. Yeah, do that. yeah, yeah. And uh, then the tenor size is you know about yay big. Mm-hmm. Body spot, yay! About that fat, Again, yeah. Between the knees, held underhand. And this mm-hmm. actually comes from plectrum technique. If you're holding something like this, mm-hmm. right, and then you turn yes. your hand like that, and boom, then boom, you know, yeah. yeah. So that's how we do it, and everything's backwards. Our strong stroke is the upstroke as opposed to the downstroke. Oh, because well, you yeah. know, you turn it like this, and you've got downstroke on your guitar, mm-hmm. right?
0: Well, so that way, yeah. Um, that's interesting, and is then that's the, base the that's similar to this is German, right? And that's uh, French. No, actually, that's it's wrong. different. Yeah,
1: German is uh, specific to double bass bows. Right. I, I mean, and I guess whole, it's under. Yeah, it, it, and it it's talking kind about of underhand. Under- you're yeah. actually there are two kind of two schools of doing it. I think there are two. There may be more. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure people that watch it that know will. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the nature of the internet. Uh, there are some that will press down on the stick using the index finger like this. Mm-hmm. And then there are some that use the thumb
0: yeah i like okay. the thumb yeah. myself because that that gives you a bite like crazy on yeah, the string, yeah, yeah really raw but uh, but there's definitely a bow technique mm, with it it's mm, not not like the regular no you know, the gamma gamma violica. technique is an entirely is a thing all of its own
1: mm-hmm, yeah, a yeah. completely different thing and there are a number of different ways of doing it you know uh in the historical uh historical record um you see all sorts of kinds of different holds mm-hmm. um and that's one of the fun things about it, is we get to try them. Yeah. Try them all and see which one you like best. Yeah. Uh, spend a little time with them. Mm-hmm. I had my bow hold changed by various teachers n- numerous times. mm mm-hmm. And finally settling on one that I like. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the bass, the bass file is about cello-sized. Yeah, okay. Uh, tuned D to D, six strings, with a third in the middle, <laughs> tuning fourths. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, The French Baroque bass has seven
0: strings, a low A that's the same A on the bass. Those strings would hurt my head, man, with a third in the middle like it's
1: Well, you know, it it takes some doing. If you're used to (laughs) strings that are tuned equidistant from each other, Uh, turning that corner around that third is really a thing. Yeah, Coming from the bass and the cello, Mm -hmm. not necessarily in that order, uh, which is what I did. Um, Guitar I'd always loved very much, but that third always confounded me right you know as it yeah yeah, but you know it's just practice yeah you just sit down you wrap your head around it it. you go okay you know people do this i'm people i can do this (laughs) you know (laughs) (laughs) and 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 i'm an adult technically (laughs) yeah technically (laughs) and it's just okay brain shut up and and do the thing Okay, do the thing some more. Right. Okay, right. do the thing some more. Suck a little less. Suck a little suck less. Suck a little yeah, less. Yeah, oh hey, editor, look at that! There it, it is. Yeah. I can deal with
0: thirds. Woo! Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and so yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the only the only experience that I've had with like the viola da gamba is I did a Bach piece mm-hmm. for, for my senior recital, and it was um, it was a sonata or you know a sonata or something, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they reworked it for viola, you know. Obviously wrote it out, but that,
1: oh yeah, one of the the sonatas, yeah. Sonatas, what D major was it D, yeah, major? Sonata, was D what, major or G major? I can't remember yeah, but but How it was uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: please. That was like a million years ago, yeah. But uh, but I did play a piece, and that that was my first like, and and at school we we you know had. I think they they had one at WSU that somebody like busted out and played and cool. they, and that was cool to see, for everybody to see because because uh, that kind of leads to my next question is that like I think you know I, I won't mention his name but I only know one other guy in town who who plays Viola gama oh, and, and yeah so it, you know and so that's that's really cool that you're that you that you're interested in doing this because a lot of people don't know about the, the older instruments and, right. uh, you know. Well, out at it,
1: uh, uh, what is now the Metropolitan Conservatory was the Strings Academy, mm-hmm. uh, we changed our name. Um, we were fortunate, there's the Viola da Gamba Society of America, there are mm-hmm. actually enough players yeah. in the country um, to, uh, to, have a, to have a society. Yeah, yeah. And they have a consort loan program, a consort, of course, being a, Collect you know a set of instruments, mm-hmm. in this case two trebles, two bases, and a tenor, mm. and uh, for the lucky recipient we you know you apply to them and you get you get it basically for free a deposit mm. you know to, uh, safety deposit yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but that's refundable but um, I applied on behalf of the conservatory and we got yeah. it for two years that's and cool so we've been teaching people to play the gamba mm-hmm. out there we got some pretty good players coming up so we might actually wind up with an actual you know performing ensemble here in, mm-hmm. in the KC area which would be great I don't Don't know that we've ever had that. I know that we don't right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's great early music in this town. Great Mm -hmm. historical performance going on. Casey Baroque Consortium. Mm -hmm. You know the Bach aria soloists sometimes get in on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bledsoe's uh, Ensemble Iberica. Uh, They dip into that from time to time. Um, Even calling me to do it. You know if they're really Mm -hmm. desperate. (laughs) And uh, uh, you know, uh, and, and so you know, but you can have a better an even better scene if you've got a good amateur amateur scene going on yeah people mm-hmm. actually getting some dirt under their nails and, and, and playing mm-hmm. and then oh they like to come to your shows then yeah that's and cool so yeah. so that's that's kind of kind of our our end game there is to actually get a get a good
0: uh, you know amateur scene mm-hmm. like the when, when I think about a lot of classical stuff I know that in general a lot of choirs tend to do stuff like that before 1600 mm. you know you'll, you'll see a lot of renaissance kind of yeah. stuff in choirs and then yeah, definitely yeah. people will you know start with that Gregorian chant kind of stuff once in a while they'll mm-hmm. get a group of men mm-hmm. and they'll sit you know but definitely, an orchestra. I can say with pretty certainty that we don't really do anything before sixteen hundred. You know that, that wasn't kind of much box. For you to do. And, <laughs> yeah, and there wasn't <laughs> much to do. But there were those instruments there. You know, I mean. So, like, so my my question is like, how how the heck did you get so fascinated by you know what what led you to to be fascinated with all that like kind of pre sixteen hundred stuff? An injury, actually. <laughs> I'd always kind of liked Baroque music
1: I mean mm-hmm. I was raised on classical music classical and big band and mm-hmm. I discovered well I was I, I, I heard you know popular music rock and roll mm-hmm. uh, I heard it you know, growing up in, mm-hmm. the, in the 70s in the Bay Area, you weren't going to escape it. You yeah, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. But my, my parents are, are uh, World War II generation. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't really encouraged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved it. But like, off pissing off off the parents. When I, when, once I hit high school, there was no going back. I, you mm-hmm. know, really got into it. But uh, up until then, as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, um, I had a subscription to the San Jose Symphony. And mm-hmm. I would go every month and, and all this sort of thing. And I always gravitated toward Bach. Handle, Vivaldi, and you know the 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 big three that you sure. usually hear from that period, and um, and while I liked the 19th century stuff somewhat, it was always a bit thick and syrupy for mm-hmm. me. You know, I was thinking, well, it is well, it is. You it know, is, yeah. I, I you know I have since developed a taste for it certainly, mm-hmm. but uh, and sometimes the thicker and syrupier the better. Mm-hmm. But at that time, it was a little sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I'd always kind of been that way, but uh, when I got into college, I entered as a jazz bass major, mm-hmm. and did not have my own instrument. I was borrowing one from the school, yeah. and it wasn't set up, yeah. and nobody really told me that, yeah. and I wound up with tendonitis. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you know I didn't have the infrastructure to play bass to begin with. Yeah. I was a little hundred and twenty pound cellist, for Pete's sake. You know. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I actually wound up with my hands in braces for a year. Oh, yeah, wow. And uh, I was living with my girlfriend and she had recorders. Mm-hmm. Because she used to go to the, 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 uh, the uh, Oregon Shakespeare Festival all the time and stuff mm-hmm. like that and, and, and had a bunch of Renaissance stuff and some of David Monroe's recordings and some of those funky 70s jobs, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, when they were really having a good time, and and just really starting to get into the research, so there's a lot of you know anachronistic stuff, but a lot of really great performance anyway. That's just about as much fun as you can possibly have, <laughs> you know. Um, sometimes I think that we got a little bit too you know, th- well as any scholarly pursuit does. Sometimes you get a little too serious about it, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and you you lose the kind of initial magic that you found in it to begin with mm. and so as i was convalescing i found that i could hold a recorder with, while wearing braces mm. on my hands <laughs> and and still play it you know and it didn't hurt i didn't have to squeeze very hard yeah. so you know mm-hmm. yeah. uh, i could get i could get sound out of it so i did that to keep myself from going absolutely stark raving sure and yeah. uh one thing led to another, and I wound up with a viola da gamba in my lap. Yeah, because uh, I heard I heard um, a performer play it at the at the Shakespeare Festival. Yeah. and I was just absolutely captivated by mm-hmm. it. And what a sound! It's a lot thinner, and a lot quieter than, than a cello. A cello is very rich, right? And, yeah, very, thick. Yeah, yeah, rich, thick, and chocolatey, mm-hmm. um, which I love. I oh love yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, but this was well. It's the sound of a bowed guitar. You yes, know, the strings are sort of light, and and you pluck them with the bow, and you and you let them ring. You mm-hmm. know, you can also sustain as much as you like, but mm-hmm. the idea is to get that little boing, and then let them mm-hmm. let the let the body do yeah. the work, and let them ring like that. And it was just, it was, it, it, wow. Mm-hmm. And so I started poking around mm-hmm. a little bit and wound up getting one, uh, mm-hmm. kind of really, it literally fell into my lap, this brand yeah, yeah. new one that a uh, guy out on the Oregon coast had left on consignment because mm-hmm. he was not long to this world. Yeah. And uh, they couldn't find him or the people that was supposed to the any money was supposed to go to. And so they said, you know, is that a shop? I said we don't know. How what much do it. Yeah, we don't know anything yeah, about make this an offer. Day, you know, yeah. so I lowballed them pretty hard, and they yeah. took it. Yeah. Cool.
0: <laughs> <That's laughs> wow, thanks, yeah. you guys. That was meant and for you, man. Yeah. Within was... a couple
1: of years, there was one other one one professional gamba player in Portland at the time, Tim mm-hmm. Scott. Mm-hmm. He was. Uh, I think he went on to be chair of the of the Oregon Symphony for a, mm-hmm.
0: for a time. He recently retired. Great guy. Great mm-hmm. guy, Tim. Uh, they had really, some, someone else around there to yeah, talk to. Yeah, really him about great it player. And you. when
1: I called him to do looking for gonva lessons, he about fell off his chair. He was so happy to have yeah, somebody to, yeah. to play with. And we, I studied with him. And what was so great about my undergrad is tiny little college. Mm-hmm. And so if I found something off campus that I wanted to do, I could club it over the head and drag it back, and they'd let me keep it yeah, and yeah. get a grade for it. Mm-hmm. And so they let me keep him. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I could take Gamba for for credit, and so I did. Within a couple of years, I was making more money playing that than I had playing bass or cello or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, you know, and I was like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. Right? <laughs> Woohoo! Yay for tendonitis! I'm back, and you know, playing a thing yeah, that's, that's, not that's killing see, my hands. See, that's
0: awesome, man. I mean, that. And uh, so uh, yeah. you said something really interesting a minute ago. How, and I, and I'm fascinated by this too because my my mom is about the best person in the entire world at this this idea of. We have something really bad that happened, and then because of it, X, Y, and Z happens later. And then this was a great—that's a great example, right? Yeah. You have this really terrible tendonitis. You never know. You know. You may be. And now you have a lifelong love of this this new thing. And it's taken
1: me to some really interesting places. mm -hmm. Yeah. No, at the time, you know, dealing with that injury, I was in despair. Sure. You know, I was just a sophomore, and I. I finally found what I wanted to do mm-hmm. not just what I wanted to do but really kind of what I had to do mm-hmm. which is I, there's nothing else I can stand that's why I'm in music <laughs> I did other stuff <laughs> I tried other stuff hate it all yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. like okay you hate everything what are you going to do for a living yeah know? right
0: <laughs> well at least there's a chance with this so yeah so the, and and you and then you all, I wasn't going to talk about this but uh-huh. this is a really interesting topic about how in music we 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 kind of, and it's, it's not, this isn't what we do. This ends up for some people being like their identity. It's what right? we are. Yeah. It's what we are. And I, I think my analogy I always think of is like a football coach that's been coaching for like 47 years. And then th- this is, this is what they do. It's their identity. And so like, that's what happens, right? When you, when you have this like injury and it's not just, well, i got to go find something else to do. It's, it's a whole different emotional situation, right? Uh, yeah. It's, it's Because in order to do this well, you have to
1: do it that way. Mm. You, can't, you can't have a day job and be fully professional as a musician. I mean, you can. Yeah. You can, but that day job can only be... Can, you can't think about it. You can't have to think about it much. Yeah. It's not the kind of job you can't have the kind of job you have you, that you have to take home with you. Yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of us have to have day jobs. I didn't mean that you can't have yeah, a day yeah. job and be a professional musician. Obviously, we yeah. have to do that. But you like can't... like working at CERN or have, something
0: where it's like where it's like your whole life, and then you have this barely extra music thing, right? not it, it, do it. Hard that's, to that, do that. That's yeah. what I mean by day job. Yeah. I'm talking about a career day job. Yeah, yeah. You cannot. Not a, uh, Part-time or something. Yeah, this yeah. cannot
1: be your secondary career if you're actually going to make a career out of it. This has mm-hmm. got to be your whole focus, your entire being. Yeah. Because it is that detailed, it is that rich, and mm-hmm. it takes that much work. Yeah. And uh, we're going through a period of time right now where the vast, it feels like the vast majority of people out there don't seem to understand that. Um, and... I don't know what we're going to do about that, but... Uh, because
0: it makes it kind of difficult to get paid. Um, yeah, well, I mean, like, uh, like I, I, my opinion is a lot of people are, I, I think there's a ton of people that would love to make this their full time thing, but I think they're looking at it reactionary, you know, and, and I don't know if that's good or not, but they're going like, okay, there is quite like gigging in town. There's quite a few gigs. You can definitely get some gigs here. You can make a living. You can make a living, uh, but they look at it as you're, you're probably not going to find like 17 gigs a month. You know, that, that's a hard thing to do. Some people find it, but, but that, that's a hard thing to do. So they, they see it as I have to react to this and go. Yeah all right, now I have to go work in a music shop or go do this or go take my UPS job in the morning and stuff, you know. And like, well, that's, that, you know, that, that's when you hear about
1: the, the day jobs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the deal is, and if you, if you, you know, talk to people who are making their living in the arts, and not mm-hmm. just in music, but in any art, mm-hmm. um, it comes down to the fact that you have to diversify your, your income streams within the field. Mm. So seventeen gigs a month may not be, may not be a reasonable expectation, mm. but ten gigs, plus teaching some lessons, mm. yep. plus, um, what do maybe doing some studio work, mm-hmm. plus writing an article, yeah. plus the wedding, well, like the weddings would be weddings be a gig, gigs, but yeah. you know. Plus, you know whatever else you can find plus, you know plus working in that music store I try to keep it music all the time yeah, yeah. you know you try to stay in the field as much as you can if you got to go be a greeter at Walmart or something okay well you know mm-hmm. do that but keep your eye out for something in your field because you know for a you'll enjoy it more yeah um, a lot of people and, and, do like the church it,
0: directorship the church, for I music did, I, that's I, a great yeah, so yeah. And, and so yeah and and I I'm Lucky and not so lucky about getting to teach lessons. Mm-hmm. You know that, that it's it's great when your day job is something that can help your career. Absolutely. You know, and, I've been relying on my on my stable of students yeah, uh, right. a lot right now because I, I
1: I've gone back into the woodshed. You're catching mm-hmm. me kind of toward the end of that. Yeah. At the end of that phase of right. being really hard back in the woodshed, just trying to just trying to get my chops, bump them up a couple more levels. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I haven't been doing the terribly diverse income stream and you feel I feel it when I'm not doing it you
0: know because the playing gigs and lessons that's two different you know you're you're doing it yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. and then you said something else too just a minute ago about when you have about being in like kind of a hundred percent you know you're talking about it's for somebody like myself and I think you're you would be similar where I don't I don't like doing it for only fun they like you were talking about the the emotion of, of being deep in it it's it's so hard to like be in and out and in and out and in and out you know because we're because we're so perfectionist and we like I for me I, I guess I can speak for myself that w- when I take a long break from like practicing you know you can feel it it, it takes a, w- oh, at least yeah. a week to, to like oh. really start feeling good again and the at the least. emotion of that is too emotional to oh, be in yeah. and out, in and out, in and out, you Oh yeah, know? when
1: you come back and you're not as good as you were when you when you left yeah. and 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 you, you feel like you're constantly playing catch up, mm-hmm. oh that'll drive you nuts. But you know, I, I got I've got kids that ask me about, you know, following following a career in, in mm-hmm. music and so forth and and um you know, you hear a lot of panicky stuff from from your parents <laughs> and you know, oh, you're going to be a musician. Well, look, yeah. you know, the thing is that in any field, you've got those, the most public figures are those at the top, right. right? And in any field, the number of people at the top is a tiny percentage of the people who are actually involved in doing it. Yeah, right. Only one person gets to be the CEO of a corporation right, for Pete's right. sake. Right, yeah. that's that, that's like your basketball star, your football sure, star, yeah. your successful musician. Yeah. Okay, symphony player maybe. The symphony, you know, it, it, the it, symphony player that's yeah. that's kind of more of a that that's that, that, that's, that. that's yeah, working yeah, yeah. stiff. Yeah, that's what that's, that's doing. True. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, that's not that's not st- the conductor's a star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you a know, example whether you it. like it or not, <laughs> and to some to a certain extent, possibly the the concert master. Yeah, uh, but. Aside from that, all the rest of that lot, you know, nah, you're just the band. <laughs>
0: you're just a scrub. Yeah, you know, but a it's, a, it's a steady gig. And that's uh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a good uh, gig. Yeah.
1: But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, so it's, it's the same for anything. And you can totally make a living doing this. Mm. You know, yeah. it, you, you got to train just like any other profession, right?
0: And the other one we forgot was like public school, right? Yeah. I mean, doing doing orchestra conductor, yeah, whatever. You know, yeah. that's another huge area of yeah. our yeah. music yeah, community. Yeah. You know, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There 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 are yeah. so many opportunities still. Mm-hmm. You know, it's especially just especially in Kansas them. City.
0: I love that Kansas City is fairly rich in music. Uh, that, that amount the amount of musicians here, but also the uh, the support from the community yeah. is still supportive of it. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, and that's. I'm not. I ain't from around these parts Mm -hmm. myself. Um, I originally hailed from the West Coast, Mm -hmm. the San Francisco Bay Area, and on Mm -hmm. up to Portland, Oregon, and then I lived for ten years out upstate New York. Mm -hmm. I used to get out of the city, you know, as often as I could, Mm -hmm. Uh, which actually turned out to be not infrequently. Uh, And when I came out here, I didn't have to stay. I could have left, Uh, but I I opted to stay. Because the support is so good here, yeah. you know, and the opportunities are plenty. You don't get you don't get lost and buried like you can out in the, you know mm-hmm. one of the coasts. Yeah, um, the community's small. You wind up playing
0: with the same people yeah, over and over again. It's surprised. big, but it's small. surprising at how yeah. often you play with the same people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like oh, you again. Yeah. <laughs> no. We were joking with the jazz guys because there's a lot of good jazz players oh, here yeah. in town. Oh, and, yeah. but it, it is like the top. You know, the, that, that top 50 to 100 players, it's like it's like 40 bands for the same 75 players. You know what I mean? Everybody's subbing with each other. And everybody's and it's, got it's the, several things going, yeah, going on. These yeah. two guys are also in this two band with these two other people, and these guys have different yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It is, it is, it's big enough that there's a crap load of good players here, but it's small enough that, that you will play with a lot of the same people, yep, yep. which is helpful. Well, yeah, that's good uh, yeah. because you know then you know who you're playing with, and you usually have yeah. some some type of rapport for better or worse mm-hmm. with that person. <laughs> you don't <laughs> have to change your name every five minutes, right? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you've uh, <laughs> cause you've you've overstayed your welcome or whatever. Right. <laughs> that's fine. So there there was one one of the few gigs that i have done with you was a really crazy gig, and I wanted I wanted to talk about it for a second because it was yeah. so unique. We did a gig at Uptown Arts Bar. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, and you probably remember it. So it was, it, so we had like, it was like, correct me if I'm wrong, it was like six or eight singers or something. Yeah. And then we had this little group of us. So it was like, and there was like a lute guy there, yep, right? Yep, yep. So we had a lute, you played viola da gamba, I yep. played violin. Was there horns, a the um, trumpet or something? We didn't have
1: horns. I think we may have had. Some recorder players, yeah,
0: something, something like that. Yeah, but that, but, yeah. but anyway, there was a group of singers, then we had our little band. And what I thought was really funny is that whole gig, like to me, epitomized you. <laughs> where it was like, so, so what the gig was is that we played, we it, it was like old school type songs, right? Medieval style well, songs, they
1: were, they were um, body songs, uh, yeah, so explain for, it, yeah, yeah basically, uh. Um, uh, great. Well, the English have always had a great sense of humor mm-hmm. long before Monty Python, you know. Mm. And um, one of the one of the sort of tenets of English life is that nothing to, nothing can get your humors back into balance better than a good laugh at a dirty joke. Mm-hmm. And so you get this whole repertoire. Of off-color songs, mm-hmm. and some of them written by composers that you wouldn't otherwise expect to do such things, mm-hmm. like Henry Purcell, mm-hmm. whose sacred music, of course, is just mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. You know, mm-hmm. and then he's got this whole series of catches, which are these rounds with, oftentimes, kind of uh, concealed texts mm-hmm. that, when all the parts come together the concealed text shows itself and it's pretty funny sometimes yeah uh I and mean, like actually funny not the sort of you know obligatory laugh that you do at that same line in your, in that shakespeare mm-hmm. play every single time you know uh, because, oh, isn't it funny that they actually thought of those things? Well, of course they did. Where do you think you came from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
0: so these were like secular songs, yeah. basically. Uh-huh. And they were... And the funniest thing to me was that, like... So they were sang in, like, this old-school mm-hmm. renaissance or kind of opera-y, you know, kind mm-hmm. of mentality, but they were all, like, dirty, yeah. right? They were all, like, belching and, like, belching. drinking songs. And, like, yep. there was, like, the, the, the three... The three ladies got up and did their, like, men bashing song, right? And, like, it was, it was this, like, dirty songs, but sang, like, opera. Mm -hmm. Like, it was crazy, right? I mean, just, just kind of silly. Yeah. But I thought of it as, like, the, the songs that every, like, opera singer wishes they could have sung, but never got a chance to, you know? Like, I, you could just imagine, like, a bunch of these, like, it was basically Monty Python in song. I mean, Yeah, more or less. If you, if you can sort of imagine that, but... That was a crazy gig. I've never it played was, a gig like that. It was really fun. I'm sorry we couldn't pay you more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was a, we did that at like the Uptown Arts Bar, I think. Yeah, and, and yeah, it yeah. Was, but that was a cool... And so that kind of leads to my next question, where that was kind of a really cool gig, but we... This is just how anybody who doesn't know much about gigging, this is just this is just what it is. You you get this huge network of random knuckleheads, you know? <laughs> and then you're like, "Hey, I got this project. It's weird." Yeah. And yeah. I come come in and do this and you know, you find a bunch of these knuckleheads that all went to school, you know, and they can sight read great and they're great yeah. singers and then you find some Dude, who can play a lute, you know? And then you're like, "Hey, I got a lute gig for you," you know, yeah. like and and it so to talk about a little bit about like the mentality of like at, like all these people that I was just talking about, where they they've all come from academia, you know. And then the difference <laughs> between like maybe dealing with those kind of people and then dealing with some maybe non-trained musicians. Do you have any thoughts on? Sure. On well, that? it's
1: kind of what I do, so I cross that. I that divide mm-hmm. a lot yeah. Um, because I, I went into academe, I, I you know that um, was also a result of the injury mm-hmm. um, because I was on track to you know to become a performer but that scared the heck out of me mm-hmm. because what I'm not going to be able to play my I'm, I'm right. body not going to be able to hold up under a rigorous performance schedule uh. you know um, so okay now what do we do and so, I I opted to, well, I, you know, discovered the viola da gamba, mm-hmm. uh, and so I decided to focus on on doing that on 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 an academic career and went through you know to my doctorate at IU uh, in their historical performance program there, and uh, but you know. Uh, that really was always plan B. Mm-hmm. I often tell, tell people, you know, don't, don't have a plan B because that's what you'll wind up doing. Hmm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know? that's interesting. Have yeah. a plan A and then just
0: freaking go for it. Mm. You know? Um, yeah, that's interesting. I think a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't say that. They, they would, they would tell yourself, make a plan E and F and G. and Yeah. Whatever, yeah. You know, well, no, that's... you'll
1: wind up doing those and then yeah. you won't do hmm. what you set out to do originally. And then, mm-hmm. you, and then you look back and think, well, why the hell didn't I do that? You know? Um, that's, a, that's, a, yeah, that's, that's one way yeah. of looking at it anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's not particularly safe. But what is? Getting up in the morning isn't safe. Mm-hmm. If you stop and think about it, which you probably shouldn't do too often. You get a goal uh, and go for it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so I, I went the academic route. But the thing is that essentially at my core, I, I, I play music. Mm-hmm. Right? And I like music. Like music, for itself, mm-hmm. not f- not for some you know, not as a as a as an intellectual pursuit. I enjoy the intellectual pursuit. Mm-hmm. It's great. I mean it, that's that's the wonderful thing about our our uh, subject material, yeah. is that there are so many facets of it. You can do it. You can think about it. Mm-hmm. You can listen to it. Yeah. You can you know whatever you like, and so I decided I'd think about it for a bit. Uh-huh. And talk about it more, and I did that whole thing, but like I said, at my core, I like to play, uh-huh. and I like to play different things. I grew up listening to different things, yeah. even though I was a kid. you know, as I said, I was raised on classical and big band, and there was other stuff going on, uh-huh. and I did hear it. I just, you know, didn't play it in my room so my parents would hear, uh-huh. until I was a teenager and didn't care about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And then I just I listened to everything. And so I like to play everything. Yeah. And so I found that just because you know that studied, schooled musicians are of one sort. Mm-hmm. Well, they're of many sorts. Right, right. Many sorts, but they tend toward one, you know, a type. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, there's this whole other bunch of musicians that have a, a, a wide variety of different backgrounds mm-hmm. different sorts of training that inform their music in such different ways that that and it's fun mm. to to plumb those depths mm-hmm. and find out well how you do it you know oh that's cool and then maybe I assimilate that and make that part of me and now it's part of my approach too
0: you know and so that's that's kind of what that's all about. Mm-hmm. Do they? Do the non-trained people have more fun than us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny thing to ask, no, right? I mean, that's it's, it, it, it's is tr- there a little truth?
1: Truth to that? I think. I think it is. Um, you know, and of course, there are probably more
0: exceptions to the rule than there are those yeah. that actually conform to it. But. Um, I, now, what I, com- I, now what is the No, what is the comparison to the talent level though?
1: Well, see, that was the thing that that that's the thing that kind of blew my mind wide open is after having been in the academy for so long mm-hmm. and having practiced my my art and my craft that way for so long. Mm-hmm. When I, well, this is during my doctoral degree actually. Um, and I wanted to make a little extra money, mm-hmm. and I still had my electric bass, you know, and so I, so, well, and I, I, I met a guitar player just, he was going to the school also uh, to study guitar, but he'd been playing electric, you know, and I said, like, well, we'll make some money, let's get a band. Mm-hmm. Let's just do covers, go play front right, parties and right. stuff, you know, and clean up a little bit and mm-hmm. have a little extra spending money. And so we got back together, well, so we got together, back, get the band back together before it even starts. Uh, no, we, so, got together and started this thing, mm-hmm. and never went very far. But the process of learning 30-some songs, by rote, right, from the record, and rehearsing the heck out of them, trying to replicate every nuance... Mm-hmm. I came to this realization. This is as difficult as anything I have ever done. Mm. There is nothing easy about this. Yeah, you know, it's different, it's, right? It's, it's completely just, just different. different. Yeah, it's
0: completely different. Mm-hmm. And it really gave me pause. Mm-hmm. And you're and comparing that to like like sight reading a yeah. full, you know, not a symphony, but sight reading a bunch of stuff, and yeah. then doing this rock band by rote kind of stuff. Yeah, a, that yeah. you know, for me, the sight reading is easy.
1: Mm-hmm. You know this road stuff. I you know done well in all my ear training classes and so forth. Yeah. But wow, this is you know, it's a and lot they, of memory, right? Yeah, a lot of that. But also, as I'm getting into the parts, and I'm realizing that they require a level of skill mm-hmm. that exists at the highest levels of any, yeah, in any art. And I think you know there's still, even to this day, a a, a lingering prejudice in the academy and in the classical world against mm. improvised or rote-learned music, Oof. that somehow it's it's inferior to what we've been doing. Talk about that. Talk about oh. that, because that's big, right? It's okay. definitely there. I need an there. actual soapbox to stand on for this one. Yeah. You got one? Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. I, 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 you know, from from my explorations in this, I, I, I get up on, I get up on a pretty high horse about that.
0: Yeah. Because. Dogging um, country, right? Or dogging, you know, mm-hmm. is people, that, you know, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, your country gig, okay, you know, yeah. and then it's like I mean, really... Okay, have
1: you ever tried? Uh huh. You know, have you ever mm-hmm. tried to put that little pedal steel lick on your telly right in that right yeah. place? And make it authentic. Mm You've got, and what is authenticity? It's owning it, Mm -hmm. you know. And it takes as long to own that little lick as it takes, you know, you to own your Bach Partita. Mm -hmm. You know, it really does. It's the same hours. It's the same work ethic. You know, if you're going to do it right, if you're going to be at the top of your craft, and you're going to do that, or your your art or your craft, whichever, however you perceive it. it's the same hours. It's the same discipline. Mm-hmm. It's the same everything. Yeah. Um, and that that experience of doing that cover band, like I said, that really gave me pause. Mm-hmm. You know, I came down off my my classical high horse mm-hmm. from that. You know. Yeah. Um, it was like whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, this is hard. Yeah. This is bloody hard, because even if you can play the simple bass line, even mm-hmm. if, you know just just going chung, 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 mm-hmm. you as the bass player have the world on your shoulders going chung, mm-hmm. chung, 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 chung. I yeah. often say if in a band situation, if a guitar player screws up, it's called a solo. the bass player screws, or not the bass player, the drummer screws up, it's called a fill. Yeah. If the bass player screws
0: up, it's called Ever. a train wreck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, love, I love that because especially in country or blues, you know, you, you you don't lay on that big four chord when it's supposed to be there and everybody goes, what? What happened? Ah, what, you what? Know, and uh-huh. we have this trait, you know? Yeah. Well, and, what just yeah. happened? And yeah,
1: and and you got, you know, technically perhaps, well not technically, but seemingly on, on paper the simplest line to play in the world. I remember when I first started studying jazz, right? And I'm looking at written out bass lines and I go, oh, they're all quarter notes. This is easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it is if you're
0: reading them <laughs> yeah right yeah. You know? <laughs> I always thought the the two examples that I always use where were, we're comparing like the because I I, I think you probably agree with this that even the the classical people think there's classical and then everything else you know and I think yeah. the jazz guys feel the same way where there's like jazz and then kind of classical and, and then everything, everything else, else you know right. and and with the technique of it, mm-hmm. I, I would definitely have to feel like, you know, playing the Ma- playing a Mahler symphony and then being able to at least sort of handle country, it's not even in the same ballpark, you know? I mean, you have to study for 25 years to get up to a symphony level and play this. Mm-hmm. You can play some, barely some Merle Haggard. You're not going to be amazing at it, no. but you can do that in like two years, you know? Yeah. But there's something really hard about it, you know, because like the the opera singers that try to sing country, these guys have monster voices, right? I mean, it's monster. It is not their technique no. that is the problem. No, it's that they do not know how to sing like a country singer. Right, they don't they're know the tapering groove. every single note. They and then like the Irish guys is a great another great example. There's a kind of a cool Irish scene in town where they do some jams and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I went over in there. You know, yeah, as soon as I went home and just kind of sat through some of these songs, I come back and I can just like blast room. I mean, they're half page long. You don't have any shifting. They don't have any accidentals. You know, the technique of it isn't that hard. But when I went in there, I was like, I feel like it's, and this is a silly thing to say, but it's almost like it's too perfect, like I'm playing it too clean, you know, and it doesn't sound like Irish players, bing, you know bing, what bing. I mean? You, yeah, like, yeah, you got to know how to screw it up just right. <laughs> and we, were at, we, we were at Winfield, this bluegrass festival, and you'd hear everybody, and because we're out like camping and stuff, everybody's instruments are barely out of tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, for some reason, it feels right. You know, it sounds like it's more authentic. It's, it's, yeah, it's too I, clean when you're... You know, and that, yeah, thats yeah, some yeah. examples of
1: well, yeah. Well, that—that that was actually something that I started to you know, playing in this cover band, already played into something I'd been discovering through my explorations of Renaissance music in particular, mm-hmm. Renaissance and medieval music, but especially Renaissance. Um, a lot of the repertoire for the viol, for the, thats another word for the viola da gamba—for mm-hmm. um, the viol is amateur music. Uh, in England, in the, in the late 16th and early 17th centuries, uh, and most of the 17th century, all families that considered themselves to be of good breeding had what was called a chest of vials, which mm-hmm. is a consort, much yeah. like we have for the, at, the, at the conservatory right now. Good and breeding. That's good lovely. Breeding. Yeah, isn't that nice? How's that going to yeah. go over today? Well... This is we're talking about the 17th century. <laughs> we can study the past. We won't point fingers at it. So <laughs> um, we can't change it. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but they uh, this is England anyway, and yeah. uh, you'd take your vials out after dinner, mm-hmm. and you'd put your part books out, and everybody play. Yeah. You because know? you didn't have you didn't have machines to play your music on. You had yeah. to make it yourself. unless you were you know very wealthy then you'd hire somebody else to do it yeah Um, but uh, or and you'd play with them usually because playing music was a hip and cool thing to do especially Mm -hmm. well at all levels of society at all classes playing music was the thing to do very respected yeah respected and also it just I mean there was no question that you'd do it Mm -hmm. you know it's a part of the human experience it's a part of how Mm -hmm. we communicate it's how we how we sort of reinforce our own identities Mm. is, what we, is you know how we, how we use music, really. We and could, do, always we could do a case. whole other show. Oh, about yeah, that. we can. Um, yeah. But uh, I've been discovering that there's this rich repertoire of music for amateurs, mm. imminently accessible.
0: Mm.
1: You know, one of the things that was so pleasant about playing the viol is that at first was that I'd spent so much time, you know, practicing, 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 on the cello and then the double bass which are comparatively very difficult instruments to play because mm. no frets yeah you spend so much time on developing, yeah, developing yeah. that muscle memory yeah you know so that you know on the black void that goes from the nut to the end of the fingerboard stupid you know, intonation and and you know it's brilliant once you get it but boy it sure is unpleasant for those around you I was talking to somebody last night Comparing, comparing, practicing a, a, fret, a an orchestral string to smoking cigars—you really have to have a profound disregard for those around you. <laughs> You're gonna do it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the is there is there
0: much worse than hearing like a fourth grade squeaky violin? Not. Much. I don't know. No, there's no. No, it's
1: really not. It's it's an exercise in just. In believing that one day it will get better yeah <laughs> this this other guy I knew
0: it was joking he's like i know i got a better one for you drunk saxophone player and i'm ah! like and he's like dude they're you, you know, you know and, and i'm like all right well we can agree <laughs> to disagree you know he yeah. was pretty adamant but but so so yeah we, so like again we were talking about the difference between like yeah playing well, yeah
1: you know, so that to to get back to that yeah. um I'd already been discovering this rich repertoire of stuff and thinking to myself, now, wait a second. these rec- The recordings of this, people are making recordings of these things now. Mm-hmm. And it's winding up in the classical bins. Mm-hmm. You know, so this great amateur music, which really isn't difficult to play, mm-hmm. you know, is receiving the same reviews and same serious consideration as you know, Mahler. Mm-hmm. As Beethoven. Right. And I'm like, hmm." How does that translate to now?
0: Yeah,
1: and then I go and play this stuff. I'm going. It does. It translates completely. Mm-hmm. Anything you do is as hard as you know to do it right. You got to do it. You've got, you got. It takes just as much, just as much work. And it's with these with, with what we might refer to as popular styles. Yeah. Um. Familiar with familiar. I can't say that word right now. Familiarly. There we go. Yeah. Um, it's like, well, it, it's like the recorder. You know, a rec- the recorder is, 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 a, is a, a, a elementary school music instrument, right. now, or music school, music mm-hmm. teaching instrument, right? It's a teaching tool. The reason why we use it is because it is very easy to start, mm-hmm. but you can spend the rest of your life Perfecting your, mm-hmm. you perfecting you might you can never perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. Um, but you spend the rest of your life working on your technique and your phrasing mm-hmm. and your musicality. You can get uh, the really Netherlands tur- thing. turns out amazing yeah. recorder players. Yeah. You can get your doctorate in recorder performance at the IU Conservatory. You know, um, and that's what you're looking at when you're looking at. You know, non non-class, non-classical, non-jazz styles, mm-hmm. easy to get into. Three chords and a guitar, go form right. a band, dude. Yeah. You're, you're ready to
0: go, but you spend the rest of your
1: life getting good yeah. at. it You
0: know, that's and like so. that's like instruments in general. Like maybe even maybe even the drums or electric guitar, where yeah. they're very. I my opinion is I I think some of these stringed boat instruments are about the hardest we got in the yep. world and. But some of the other ones, like maybe electric bass or drums or something, seem like they're really, and they they are not too horrible to start. But you can play a very long time and still not get great at it. You yeah, know, you have to play a that's, very long time to get amazing. And I think all those, that's what I'm all those about. country yeah. and blues and some of these other genres that we seem to be like technically with the technique of mm-hmm. them being very easy, you can. You, you have to still play them a long time to be a complete like badass at them you Absolutely. know what i mean you, yeah. you have to that is, yeah. that, is, that is completely true and the other thing that i, I realized you know is
1: the playing fret playing um playing fretted instruments i kind of looked back at it for a long time i thought you know on the cello and the bass i was working too hard <laughs> you know why not put bloody frets on them? Yeah, geez, this just yeah. takes. You know, you get some, it's ridiculous. You know, yeah, ah, you get, you, the, the, the result is so much more immediate. Yeah. you know, and you get you get some satisfaction a lot sooner. And but it's not um, the same. It's not, bow, the same. Uh, the it's not is the same. The
0: not the same. Absolutely awesome. You you, know, yeah. Man. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, the bow, the bow on the vial, You still mm-hmm. got you got the best of both worlds. Okay. You got frets and a and bow and a bow. You know yeah. and but I've, I've been back on the cello a lot lately and I, yeah. I've, I've regained my appreciation for the fretlessness I'm my electric bass I play, I've been playing sure. fretless yeah. Yeah. exclusively for yeah. decades now yeah. um, because it's just so much more expressive I mm-hmm. feel and I put you know my, my electric bass has lines on it I made sure that it does but I don't play it that often and yeah. I figure it's better to sound good than to look cool yeah, yeah. so you know um, there, there is that. But, uh, yeah, so, it's, it's uh. it, it, I found out that it's, it's all just music, mm. you know, country music, rock music, rap, mm. classical, just uh. music. Uh. Sam Phillips actually said that very thing in an interview, you know, mm. Sam Phillips of uh, Sun Records back mm. in the day, you know, it's just music, man, it's music, mm. black music, white music, it's mm. all music, yeah. You know? and yeah, yeah, Sam, that is exactly correct. Yeah. So.
0: So I got just a, just a couple left here. Um, talk a couple minutes about, I, I, sorry, I have this theory with kids in particular where I have like a student and they'll want to like, let's say they're on the violin and then they're like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start piano. Be excited for me, you know? Mm. And and I, I'll sit there and be, you know, a little bit annoyed because, because as a kid, my personal opinion is that I, Personally, think they need to stay on one mm-hmm. because they if they're they're learning the technique of their instrument, but especially a little elementary kid, I, my opinion is that they're still learning all of their like music terminology sure, and, sure. and they they don't have a whole lot solidified yet. Right. So that would be my opinion to little kids about I would stick them on one instrument mm-hmm. for a bit. And then after a while, if they get pretty, you know, in regards to like all of their music terminology, what is a quarter note, C sharp, then I would say like, go for it. If you want to go off and do another Mm -hmm. thing, that that would be my opinion, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's right or not, but I I tend to, and I think the best example of this is when you go to the Irish jams and everybody... They bring their five instruments. Yeah, they bring yeah, their yeah. banjo and their mandolin, and then their violin and the guitar, and then like, and then their their tenor banjo or their you know soprano yeah. mandolin. All yeah. these weird instruments. <laughs> we got a you couple know, of like, weirdies in there. Though. You know yeah, just the for fun. the you know the alto guitar and like. Yeah. I'm like, all right, dude, is whatever. That, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you and I joked about that the other day. Like, yeah, yeah. About finding some weird instrument, but I always think it's funny, and this is just my opinion, but I. I listen to some of those guys play and it seems like to me that they have spent their you know I'm I'm joking but like five hours five hours five hours five hours five hours and they're basically a five-hour player on like ten instruments yeah and I've for myself I you know I'm even being a little hypocritical here because I play viola violin and sing a little bit, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm even three myself. You know,
1: violin and viola are pretty closely related. They're pretty close. You've got a little bit and of string string length difference. Yeah, but,
0: but and and so, yeah, but, but my, I personally, if I'm gonna hire somebody for a gig, mm-hmm. I don't wanna hire a guitar player playing bass. No. I don't wanna, that's my opinion. I don't sure. wanna do that um, because I wanna hire them on guitar. Right, right. Because they're awesome on guitar and they're pretty good on bass. Sure, I want them to play guitar. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because I want
0: the. the, What's your opinion about people playing like a lot of instruments? Well, I do play a lot of instruments,
1: (laughs) and um, yeah, it kind of happened by accident. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, feel free to disagree. (laughs) You know, that's my opinion. You know, yeah. I I I both agree and disagree. Mm -hmm. I mean, there it's 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 a trick. Um, mm-hmm. Because uh, the the downside to playing more than one instrument is the very thing that you mm. that you described is that you're splitting your time yeah. between them. Um, however, that depends on the instruments. If you stay within your family, mm. oftentimes practicing one is practicing the other to mm. a certain extent, mm. um, and. Uh, there are different techniques on the other, but you can you, you can get pretty efficient about it. Um, mm-hmm. I've found a close connection between the vial and the guitar. Mm-hmm. One's bowed and the other's plucked. The left hand is the same, except one is being held like this and one is being held like that. You'd be surprised how difficult it is to translate this to this. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's 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 astounding, but it can be done. Yeah, and uh you know for instance right now I'm focusing on guitar primarily mm. because um, I'm interested in the viol as a modern instrument I play an electric one yeah that, that's and, so cool that you got an electric and, one. and yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> the difficulty has been making it making it seem serious it always has you know there's a, a, a novelty mm. quality to it you know that I, I think is unfortunate. You mean like other
0: people taking yeah, it seriously? That, yeah.
1: that and even just myself listening to yeah. it and, and wanting to feel like I'm doing a real thing. You yeah. know, That's how, interesting. When, when, you, when you get an instrument, I received this thing from the fellow who built it in the Netherlands Jan and it's a phenomenal thing but I got it about 13 years ago and uh, my work on it is actually what earned me my tenure which was ridiculously cool. Um, but the, the question that I was faced with was how does something that I've never heard sound mm-hmm. what does it sound like what do you do with mm-hmm. this thing you mm-hmm. know and if I'm a gamba player like the majority of gamba players and I sit down and start playing Marais or Bach or Fork around well who cares you know you can already already do that on, mm-hmm. on the original instrument so what do you need that for mm-hmm. you know uh, I could sit down and mm. play guitar licks on it, but they got a guitar for that, you know, I could, well, well, so what can I do? Yeah. Uh, well, I did realize, I did come to the conclusion that it is pro- that I want to approach it as a guitar, not just to play guitar licks, but yeah, actually to play guitar mm-hmm. licks, to, to explore yeah, the yeah. chordal possibilities with the bow. To discover, you know, to explore phrasing possibilities within the context of guitar with a bow. Right. And so I'm practicing my left hand like crazy using guitar materials because they're there. And they're easier to process because they're there. And I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel in that respect. So my left hand learns. And then I take it to the violin. By gum if it's not there. You know? And it's like, okay. Okay, now we're on to something. But... You know, also in, in the folk traditions, and also you go back to, you know, the Renaissance, um, we can't really call it a classical music tradition, I'd call it working musician tradition. Mm-hmm. And you were expected to be a multi instrumentalist. It's what they did. Yeah, yeah. It's what they did. That's a good point. Uh, when you yeah. study viol at the conservatory level now, you have to play tre- treble, tenor, bass, and violin. The double uh, bass, you got to play them all, yeah. and you got to learn to read all the clefs. Uh-huh. and there are more than just treble and bass; yeah. way more than yeah. just treble and bass. And you got to be able to do it on the fly. Alto, yeah, alto, <laughs> soprano, mezzo soprano, yeah. baritone, yeah, a French violin clef. There's a fun one for oh. you. Yeah, uh, looks like the treble clef ain't a treble clef. Oh
0: goodness gracious!
1: And um, so the upside to to, you know, practicing a lot of instruments, especially if they're not, especially if they're not related. Mm-hmm. Like doing a wind instrument and a string. Right. Or uh, is that you get a different perspective.
0: On yeah. music, making. yeah, that's a good that's a good point. And for instance, and it's so different, it right? Those so instruments different. are so different that they don't really conflict, I guess. No, uh,
1: yeah, not not really, except for time, the time spent on it. Right. Um, but playing a wind instrument or singing, you learn to breathe. Yeah. yeah. And you learn to breathe with the phrasing. It's something that stream players forget to do all the time. They forget yes. to breathe. I have students that forget yeah. to breathe. Actually, forget to breathe. Yeah. like turn blue, right. you know, like dude,
0: breathe, you know, yeah. uh, but you know, you especially, to, especially you improvising know. or something they we don't have to stop. Right. Ever. Never. You know, and right. we, uh, yeah. we're all Kenny G. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. That's 50 it. minutes in a row or yeah, whatever. Like you circular did, breathing it. or yeah. us.
1: Uh, but, uh, but then you go to the keyboard and all of your harmony is laid out in front of you. Yeah. And that's why I ne- I don't ever discourage my kids from taking piano lessons. Yeah, because if they learning do, theory is too ridiculously they, yeah, easy. Yeah, if they on do it, get yeah. a hanker and to go into music as a career and go to go to music school, they're yeah. going to have to take piano anyway. Yeah, because you have to pass piano proficiencies. Sure. You know, you have to study more than one instrument at the mm. college level. You have to. Mm. Um, and so. I figure, go ahead and get your start on that now. It'll be less work for you when you get there. Hell, you may be even able to waive that requirement and focus on your on the instrument you really want to do. Yeah, that's true. So there, there, there is that. Um, however, you you know, it has to kind of be per kid, you know, on an individual right. basis, yeah, because yeah. some kids can can totally focus on both of those things. And then other kids are doing that, plus soccer, plus, mm-hmm. you know, this, plus yeah, that, plus end, you know, whatever. Yeah. And now they're not doing anything. Anymore. Right, yeah. You know, they got yeah, five and minutes then, a day for everything. Yeah. And then, yeah, you can't do it. And,
0: it, and I get you, man, because, like, the, the biggest example I can think of is you see this in the jazz culture a lot, where you guys got you got a saxophone, but flute and clarinet are so close because they have so many, you know, and... and I guess my argument to them of why I think that's okay and why something else to me wouldn't is because they've already gone through this whole thing. They're not starting flute until at least like junior year of high school or something where they've had this good five full whatever years Uh to, you know, perfect their saxophone and they they don't, they know their rhythms, they know their music terminology. And now they're they're kind of switching over. I guess what I was talking about is like little kids, you yeah, know, yeah, where yeah. where and and another example I guess maybe is for me, fourths drives me nuts. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, or banjo in the thirds or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, all the yeah, yeah, million yeah. like you were talking about the one yeah. string that's a third and like yeah. that that I can not do it. Yeah. I, I've tried it and I just I can't yeah, do just it. So like I'm I'm fifths and that and I just need to yeah, stay yeah. stay there. I would argue that sometimes when like little kids go back and forth between ban- like banjo and violin or yeah. guitar and violin or for example when they start on piano and this is zero yeah or whatever, or, or this, you know it, it, right or no or, or no this is one one this is two, one three, two four, three and and yeah. this is one yeah. and, but so you know so it's like. I tell, that stuff yeah we have zero right there is actually zero. I, I tell my kids but, uh, that uh, we as
1: string players are actually more evolved than pianists because they call these fingers we have opposable thumbs oh and yeah they, they, so, yeah, only, so um, we can we can do things like you know make and use tools we can open yeah. doorknobs it's amazing i don't know how pianists do it they're just like with their with inferior their people yeah, right? yeah they haven't even come down
0: from the trees yet <laughs> watch out for those pianos and trees but I, I would think that sometimes, at least with a kid, and that, that like I just said, that, you know, I, I ho- totally see your argument about you. You can learn so much more about music by kind of diversifying yourself. Yeah, I just am always bummed when, like, this would be the argument that I would say. I'm like, Duh, yeah, this person who's splitting their in- the splitting five instruments and they and they are not. You know, becoming a ridiculously awesome musician on one or two, uh, I would say to, I would say to that person, don't complain about not getting gigs. Then, if you're going to split your time and not, you know, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, however, I have to, um, in the current uh, gigging climate, the fewer people you can have in a band, the better. Yeah, a uh, lot of times, uh. and. That means that being a multi instrumentalist can actually be to your advantage. When I, I have my own show, yeah. that I do now, uh, Genome and Soulless Minions of Orthodoxy, yeah. and it's just me. Yeah, and I'm playing everything. I got keys. I got guitars. I got vials. I'm mm-hmm. singing. Yeah, uh, I've composed all that stuff. I, I, I I'm a studio producer. I, I've done all the mixes. Everything mm. there is mixed to a T. You know, uh, so that it sounds as good as it possibly can. Kind of bring in everything I've ever done to bear, and one of these days my cello will get involved in it. and mm-hmm. when that's I've cool, got people yeah. I can pay to carry all that stuff, that's kind. Of, that's what keeps me from including all that right now. Is I just are I don't, I don't have room in right? my car. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I know that it won't work for free. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, but uh, for a kid, I have to. I would have to say that it is you know, on an individual basis. Because some kids can do multiple things and should Mm. because there's that sense of exploration. And usually the way I will, the way I'll judge it, the way I I, I try to to sort of assess it, I don't think judge is the right word, assess it, Mm. is, you know, what's their bliss with this whole thing, this music thing? Yeah. Is it getting good at that instrument? Is that what they want to do? Are they just absolutely focused like a laser on that thing? Mm -hmm. Or is it just music generally, that they're turned on by. Um, and if that's what's turning their crank, then maybe they'll be interested in this for a little while, and then, ooh, what's this? You know, ooh, shiny, what's this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. And I don't want to discourage them from doing that. If it keeps their head in music, yeah, you know, if yeah. it keeps them interested in the art, then by all means, try everything. You know, smorgasbord, man. Take a little bit of each and see mm-hmm. if there's something that really turns your crank. And if you find that, then do that. Yeah. But if not then maybe you want to compose maybe you want to write yeah. because you then, then you got to know a little about everything mm-hmm.
0: you know whatever you're going to write that's for. what's so awesome about all these classical composers right is they had a general framework of yep. what this instrument what this stupid clarinet can do yeah, even can though you, i'm a violin player right. or what a piano can do yeah and what, yeah that's and, a really good point and yeah. you
1: want to know at least enough to be able to write idiomatically for the thing so you don't piss your players off too bad mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah, was uh, no, was that one of, back to the Bach um, mm-hmm. sonata that you played I, I, when mm-hmm. I first started playing Bach it felt unidiomatic to the vial mm-hmm. and I wound up writing a whole thing about Bach and the vial because he uses it really sparingly and for very specific purposes wow. um, and it often doesn't feel as comfortable mm-hmm. as one of the French viol players mm-hmm. you know like Marais or something these, these guys that spent all their time on that instrument You know, Mm -hmm. um, it always feels like you're trying to play organ on the day (laughs) you Mm -hmm. play Bach. You know, and you kind of are because that's what he was. That's what he was primarily, but he had a working knowledge of everything else. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you've got that, well, I I I was thinking this morning about this very question in preparation for coming here, Mm -hmm. and I I remember kind of my quite possibly one of my first inklings of multi-instrumentalism mm-hmm. when I was at a symphony performance with my parents and my mom says you know the conductor has to know how to play all those instruments Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I thought to myself what yeah well yeah I guess you'd have to if you're gonna tell them what to do you'd better yeah. know what you're telling them to do mm-hmm. you know and I thought oh that's interesting so he kind he's of not did...
0: at symphony level playing that you gotta do that for 30 well, years yeah, but he know, has a very high
1: but he needs to be able to yeah. tell you know both oh. the you know both the the violinist how you know how he wants that bowing articulation to go mm-hmm. maybe not the fingering you know that those are fine points that your concertmaster your yeah. section leader yeah. will help you know be working out mm-hmm. with you but he needs to be able to go from that to clearly telling that trumpet player how to articulate that bit mm-hmm. you know and if you don't have the the the, the vocabulary mm-hmm. to be able to tuck the well you know uh, case in point I've worked with somebody for a while now that has me writing music for them from time to time mm-hmm. and they are musically illiterate mm-hmm. and uh, the one thing that I just did you wanted you wanted what I'd written to be darker darker well what do you mean by darker Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that you want? Well, this bit, this bit, you know, is too bright. I discovered this morning, in fact, as I was going back and doing the editing, if he just said remove the symbols, just remove the crash symbol, I could have had this thing to him a lot sooner. <laughs> yeah, wow, <well>, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, right. And, uh, yeah. and so, that, you know, because it turns out that's, that's what needed to be done. That was the thing that was too bright, yeah. where it crash symbols. And so, yeah, um, you have to have that working knowledge. Right. It's so some, some, but then on the other hand, how much of a virtuoso do you want to be on that instrument that you like the best? The upside is that the older you get, the longer it takes to get that good, but you can still do it. Mm. It could still be done. You know? Yeah, sure. You know, if you decide later on in life that there's a different thing you want to focus on, you can get to that level. Yeah, you know, yeah. you gotta have the time yeah, right. to do it. It's it's all about the time. Though. Yeah, it's all about the time level and etc. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But you can always, you can always. Yeah.
0: If you want it bad enough, yeah, yeah. and you're willing yeah. to do it, yeah. there's there's still time to change the road you're on. Yeah. Robert you were you were talking <laughs> about the terminology, and that that was kind of one example of what I was thinking when back to what we were talking about about the difference between um, trained musicians and non classical people uh-huh. or whatever is I, I've had this in bands before where the guy will say, yeah, we just it's the he'll say like something about that yeah, we need to, like, change the tone of it and the tone of it. And I'm like, you mean the dynamics? And he's like, uh, oh, yeah, right. You know, and then, like, those little terminology things of, like, well, yeah, I I know what you mean. Like, you want it to be softer, like, the texture of it. But really, you're talking about it just being quieter. You know, I could tell that he he just means quieter. He's not so deep into it where you and I would go, like, yeah, there's quiet, but there's also this whole tone... Of, of thick quiet yeah. or bright, wimpy well, quiet. And that's a big difference between dealing to me with, with those two kinds of groups is that we all know the exact terminology of what we're doing and we're able to articulate it, and they're just going like, uh, yeah, it just needs to be, uh, you yeah, know, make it different. Make, yeah. yeah. Yeah, make, make it different, right? Yeah, yeah, make that's it great. not that.
1: Yeah, uh, that is definitely the best thing. Mm. About playing with yeah. trained and educated musicians is it's way more efficient. Yeah, you know, you you all speak the same language, um, you know, and and you can you can talk about it so much more easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, going, you know, going to the other side and working with with the with mm. the you know really what you might want to. Even refer to them as sort of the standard musician. Room. Yeah, that's, maybe. that's yeah, mostly yeah. who's out there, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of translation that you have to do, mm-hmm. and that that's actually it was it was a fun. It ch- has been a fun challenge, mm-hmm. and that's why I keep continue to work with the guy that you know wanted it darker, mm-hmm. is because I have to work with people like that all the time, mm-hmm. and so the more I can kind of hear music through a non-musician's ears or an, a, a you know a not formally trained musician's right. ears you, you hear it differently you yeah, hear different yeah. things mm-hmm. not better or worse yeah. you know different and different in a cool way a different way that different that translates over to over to what you might want to refer to as learned styles as well yeah. when you can let go of the learned and just appreciate it as music yeah that's that and that's the upside of the other world right you know yeah. um, is is the, the the shooting from the hip and just just enjoying the music for its own sake we lose that See? bad we lose it way back yeah, and make it, 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 it such a yeah. scientific and yeah. academic pursuit right you know i did the masters in musicology for pete's sake which mm-hmm. uh, by reading some of the recent philosophizing about it but may not even exist anymore um because you know history is so is being found to be so subjective. Well, duh. <laughs> you
0: know, yeah. it's
1: just a bunch of individuals trying to figure out what went on, what went on back when, from yeah. you know the perspective that they find. Yeah. You know, we put it all together and try to make a narrative or a story out of it. Um, but uh, I get so hung up on the minutia. Mm-hmm. It actually is kind of one of the things that turned me off from pursuing early music and historical performance a further lot, a lot of people is you know? nattering over, over temperament and you know and, these, and the, these, these fine little things okay yes the temperament makes a huge difference to, know, to, the, to even those that don't know it's being done it sounds amazing mm-hmm. you know but uh, the arguments that could ensue over it you know to me it's like well do you have one you like okay do that just do the one you like you know well can we can can this be tuned to that can we yeah how much time we have you know do we have time for this for this argument okay uh you know uh how would you do this ornament exactly well you know you read enough treatises, and you and you you read enough conflicting opinions from the time, from the period, mm-hmm. and after a while, you go, well, how do you like to do it? Okay, do that. Do that. You know, let's yeah. let, let's let's get down to make, making the music and not talk so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, the talking is fun, and I know I'm gonna piss a lot of people off, you know, mm-hmm. in in that world by saying these things, uh, but. I I have to I have to admit to just a little bit of exasperation, because you 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 can lose you can lose the groove, uh-huh. you know, and and the musicians at the time weren't worrying about stuff like that. It was in the water. Yeah. they were doing what was already there. it's why you yeah. don't. It's why everything isn't bloody written out for you. Yeah. The further back in time you go, the less information you get on a score. Mm-hmm. Right,
0: any most stuff from the seventeenth century doesn't even have dynamics marked on it. Uh huh. Yep. yep. That's why I uh, was amazed with Bach, and my teacher yeah. was telling me, she's like, "You say, see all these bowings? No, yeah, no, don't no, do no, those. No. Yeah, they, they, none of them are in there. No. Yeah, the player would just decide you're you're gonna do. You yeah. know and you figure out how and, the words go, even if there's yeah. no words, you mm-hmm.
1: figure out how the words go because it's all, song. Yeah. it's all, it's all language. And once you realize that, you can, you can dispense with a lot of that arguing. Yeah. Because you just, you find the speech rhythm and you're, and you're good to go. But, yeah. you know, we get so hung up on these, on these academic questions mm-hmm. that really make zero difference to the audience once, mm-hmm. once it's actually out in the air. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and we, we get away from, from the making of the music, from the realizing of the gesture rather than a bunch of tiny little parts it's just a thing you know mm. just do the thing and and let it come naturally make it a word don't make it a bunch of tiny little things mm. that we have to dissect and pull apart there is such a thing as thinking too much about something yeah i am bad at that yeah, really and, bad and that's that's where the that's where your regular regular music making excels yeah, yeah. is in the just not freaking worrying about it yeah you know, you you all speak the same language. And If you're not doing it right, you know. You know, you'll tell them. You don't have to be too specific. Mm-hmm. Because it's all, you know, it's the language we share.
0: And so anyway. I always thought that the, like, I always use this example of, like, if you're making the music for, like, Schindler's List, for example. Mm-hmm. And th- there's a moment where we, you know, this is not fun, right? I mean, this is not fun, like playing Nintendo is fun or something, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just a different kind of thing. And I, I try to tell my students that you have to find it's the doing it right is kind of, in the classical world. I think a lot of people would agree with me on this is that that that's what's, if you have to make this word fun or the the purpose of it, you, you have to do this right, you know, because I mean watching it's, it's, it's entertainment, you know, I mean this, this movie is, is it's entertainment yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's a movie, but this isn't, fun like Lord of the Rings is fun. You know, I mean, it's, it's a different kind of thing when we're in academia trying to make music like this. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I think that people that want music to always be fun, like a lot of the non-classical people, that's what they just have to understand about this song. I mean, this song isn't supposed to be fun, right? I mean, there's, and you have to kind of find a way to need it to be the expression that it's supposed to be, right? I mean, we're 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 did, we're describing really dark stuff here. I mean, this is a dark sure, time, sure, sure, sure. And but I, I I think you're right that there's there's something both worlds can learn from each other. Yeah, I think you know. That do you know what I'm trying to yeah, say? Like that kind know, of a,
1: that kind of a thing, that kind of a vibe, though. It is fun. You just can't use that word for it. Yes, I, because, I, I yeah, <laughs> because, and fun is the because, wrong word because it, you're it, you're like, you're you're getting inside that 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 state of being yes you know yes. and you're exploring it and you're bringing it out the stuff that I write is pretty dark mm-hmm. I don't write happy songs mm-hmm. you know I, I people do, it's, it, you know, people do do the same thing that I think to, to me as a musician that I, that you know I'm going to step in it now that a lot of women will complain about when people say, you know, some, some idiot guy says, smile, honey. You're right. You know I, know, I get the same kind of thing. You know, write a happy song. No. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, I'm not bloody happy. So, no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, don't tell That's, me to write yeah. a happy song. Go screw right. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and and uh, if you don't like my not happy song, then don't listen to it. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to. I'm not putting right. a gun to your head to make you do that. Yeah. Um,
0: you gotta kinda of find, find My the way my, to make like my, my
1: dark songs are damn fun, if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, they're satisfying. They're and fun. That, and that satisfaction is what's fun. The satisfaction yeah. in, in expressing the emotion. In, yes, in, yeah, that's a better in, way to put in it. In yeah. plumbing the depths of that state of being. Mm-hmm. That's what's fun. Mm. And it should yes. always be fun. What we do, man, it's got to be fun. Because yeah. it doesn't pay enough and it's way too much work yeah. to not be fun. If you're not having the time of your life, go look for another job. Yeah, for real. <laughs> you know, And you won't have the time of your life all the time. It's kind of right. a love-hate relationship a lot yeah, of times. Yeah. Especially if you are under the impression it's all you can do, like I am. Then sometimes you kind of go, really would like it if I liked something more lucrative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, more easily lucrative. But, or, you know, or at least
0: for my case, was actually good at something more lucrative, even yeah. if I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. So uh, last question yeah. here. Um, so we've already given a lot of little. I both of us are kind of teachers, and we're we're really interested in, in sharing with with younger people what at least we've learned. I'm still you know fairly young, but so like the. The 20-ish year olds, like the college age people that are just gigging, getting into this sort of gigging professionalish world, um, We've already talked about you know talked about things that they should be doing or kids or whatever, you know. But uh, what, what advice would you have to those people? Is that are looking for a career? Yeah, maybe looking for a career or, or even or just kind of the, the weekend warrior kind of guy that wants to start getting in bands. They've practiced a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, but they've, you know, do you have any advice for them? Keep practicing.
1: Mm. I mean, that's really the, the most important thing you can do is to not, well, it is, is to be consistent in your practice. Mm. Always. It, it, it's such an easy thing to not do. And, I, you know, unless you're completely obsessed with the thing. But if you've got other things to do, as we all do, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's oftentimes the first to go. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I won't practice as long today. You know, I'll, I'll, uh, um, I'll make my pra- practice really efficient. I'll only practice the bits I'm having the most trouble on. Mm-hmm. You know, or oh, I don't even have time to do that today. Let me run through a couple of songs real quick just so I make sure I remember them okay, that's good for that day, but, oh, for Pete's sake, don't let that start happening every day. Because then you don't get better. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, getting better at this is is one of the joys of it. You know, uh, we... We got a lot of erroneous ideas flying around our culture right now. And one of those is still this idea of, you know, that that there's an end to the works at some point. Mm. You know that you you that you're gonna get there. Yeah. You know you've arrived. The destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There is no such thing as perfect. Mm-hmm. First of all, to to think that you could ever play a piece perfectly is absurd. Is ridiculous. Yeah. you can go up to Yo Yo Ma and you can tell him, Oh my God, you just played that cello concerto absolutely perfectly. And he look will, you, like and he will unfold real? a list of yeah, things yeah. of mistakes he made that maybe you didn't catch. Yeah. But boy, he sure did, and he's yeah. gonna be he's gonna be up tonight. For a while, thinking about those because at this stage of his career, god damn it, that shouldn't have happened, mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. Uh, But it did, and it does every bloody time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Doug Alwater great drummer, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I studied drums with him for a little bit. Uh, He's the man, he he is the man. He says to me,
0: about Latin stuff, yeah, he's a great, yeah. He
1: said to me, practice does not make perfect, practice makes permanent
0: yeah, wow, that's a great quote
1: yeah, yeah. it is, I live by that yeah. because there ain't no such thing as perfect but boy, you practice something the wrong way it's gonna be perfect. it's gonna be stuck that way yeah. <laughs> and now you gotta undo it and, um, technique is the, technique best ex- is, the, is the best example. Yes. Or like posture kind of yeah. stuff. I mean, you, yeah. And another thing that I would tell people that are weekend wars oh, I can never do that. I can never do that. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking that, first yeah, of all. Right. The thing I said earlier about, you know, people do this. You're people. You can do this. Yeah. You know, your fingers probably work just the same way mine do. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the same joints that bend yeah. the same way. And didn't bend that way at one point, you know. We get this—we have the, 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 this idea of talent, and okay, now I'm getting to what I would actually want to tell tell people mm-hmm. across the board. Oh, I, well, you can do that, but I'm not talented, you know. Okay, let's let's get rid of that mm-hmm. right now, because I was not born. I didn't shoot out of the womb, you know, mm-hmm. playing guitar. All right. Um, And my mom is really happy about that because that would have hurt. And, um, you know, I couldn't... I didn't know how to put my fingers on a string Mm -hmm. at first. You know, there's a great picture of me in the third grade with my first violin. You know, I got my hand like this and my baseball cap up, you know, the brim up so I can see what I'm doing. I'm holding my bow in my fist. You know, just like every other every other, you know, very first year violin student mm-hmm. you've ever had, you know, right. I did that too. Do some people have more of a natural inclination to some stuff than others? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure, Things make sense to people that doesn't make sense to others, yeah. you know, and maybe putting your fingers on a string will make sense to you. It did to me. Yeah. Ultimately, after somebody said, no, that and that, oh, oh, okay. And you know, I have pictures of my my hand in junior high, uh, my cello hand in junior high. and I just saw it actually, kind of appeared as we were some, cleaning some stuff out, and I found this picture of me in junior high orchestra, perfectly curved fingers. Mm. Like yes, good for me, you know. But and I remember doing that almost myself, realizing oh no, it has to do that in order the for way. it to work well, you know. But not everybody's going to do that. But that doesn't mean I was talented. That just means that I had. And I, I could see how that would work. Mm-hmm. I still had to practice. Mm-hmm. It's still about the time you put into it and how consistent your time is and, and how much attention you pay to the details. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's where it is, right? There's no like talent. Yeah. Talent shmallant. That's, yeah. uh, if somebody's talented, that's okay. A, a,
0: a, a natural inclination towards such a thing plus all the time. Yeah. My aunt aunt said something awesome to me, and she was like, she was saying that hard work always beats talent. You know, and and you you can have some talented guy, but he doesn't really try and care. And this guy's practicing like you're saying, and he said, uh, but he said, but she said that talent. Plus, hard work cannot be beaten. You know, I That's mean, you have the correct. talent, and they there's, do the work. They, they're going to destroy yeah, everyone at their instrument or whatever. You know, basketball or whatever. But she said, "You, you, hard work will beat talent every time." Every time, because there's there's a ton discipline.
1: of talent out there getting paid fifty bucks mm-hmm. for a bar for a divey bar game. Yeah. Okay, a ton of it. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they getting paid more? Why aren't they getting better gigs? Practice, man. Hard. They're mm-hmm. not putting the time in. Yeah. They're not. They're not you know shedding and shredding yeah. and that's what you gotta do and, and having
0: and, discipline in the non-musical realm of booking the gigs and hustling and that, those are the people yeah. that are actually working those hard. are the people
1: that are making the money is yeah. the people that are actually doing the work yeah. and not going oh I'm talented nobody cares who cares no, who cares oh, yeah. if you're talented nobody does it's not that ain't where it's at yeah. it's, it's in the point, work man. it's in the work so yeah. even if you, if you're doing the instrument at all you got an aptitude for it. You got an inclination toward it. Now do the work and yeah. off you go. Yeah,
0: it's great. You know? man. Yeah. So. That's cool, man. Uh, anything else? Uh, I don't know. If you got a question, I got an answer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, we pretty much hit it, man. Uh, I was really glad to talk to you because I know a lot of your perspective is, is different from others in regards to the. the the history that you love you know just because I know you really love to I like to uh, know where things came from yeah that's really great
1: I like to to hear how different people how different people did it you know Mm -hmm. and history is kind of cool because it's a foreign culture Mm -hmm. you know it's a culture that doesn't exist anymore yeah you know in fact it it exists it exists only in writing Mm -hmm. you know we're anthropologists of the dead you know in many cases and we get to revive elements of this because you can hear how the culture sounded sort of mm-hmm. you'll never know how it did exactly because they didn't we can feel that when we but play you the can. music right but I you mean, can, yeah. yeah but you start to hear the voices Start. you start to hear voices that's <laughs> when you know you, maybe you need to stop <laughs> <Your voices. laughs> but no you start to hear you start to hear the voices of people who've been gone for a really long time mm-hmm. and these ancient cultures that are related to ours but just distant yeah you know it's really neat and and you, you you discover more about yourself, and about who you are on this planet, and who you've been. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it wasn't you, if it was your great 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 whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that's still where you come from. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere deep down in your genes, that stuff is still there. Mm-hmm. You know, and and if you listen real hard, you can you can hear yourself responding to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and that's, that's the cool thing. Mm-hmm. That's the cool thing is when you
0: hear that. We, everybody's so interested in the new right now, you know, in our culture it's in general. And, yeah, and, and I yeah. think that uh, like, I mean, we've had this. You know that we've had this happen politically lately, where people have accidentally forgotten about some things that happened in the past, and, and they, you know, yeah, yeah and, 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 and the past, and, not
1: being in the too distant past either. No, and and so musically, recently. you yeah. know, musically
0: or reading about history, you know, it's I I I totally get the argument that you can easily get stuck in the past, and that's bad too. But but if you don't know about like the past, it's you're gonna, you know, it's. It's bad, you know. You need to know. Isn't isn't the point of
1: all of that just to to, to try to spot the patterns that didn't work out that led to things that didn't work out last time? Yeah, you know, and try to avoid doing those. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, you've actually got to be able to admit that you're following one of those patterns, you know, yeah, yeah. you got to be able to spot the pattern first of all, and then be able to spot it in yourself. And that's yeah. always the tough bit, isn't it? Yeah. Cause nobody wants to say that, Oh, look, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm mistaken. Yeah. I'm on the wrong side of this issue. Yeah. Oh, I better change my mind. Yeah. Who's going to do that? It's courage. Not nobody right now. Yeah. It takes a
0: lot of courage to do that. It's a lot of courage yeah. and a
1: lot of honesty. Yeah. More honesty than, I, I dare say, the vast majority of us are capable of, yeah. of, of uh, conjuring.
0: Well, that's what teachers are for, right? That's I what, mean, they're, we're, they're, it's what we're here for. And maybe
1: that's why we're, we've, we've reached such a low point in, in, in uh, how, how we're perceived by the general populace right mm-hmm. now. Oh, everybody says, you know, teaching is such a noble profession, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But then actually try to teach them something. See how mm-hmm. they like that. Yeah. Well, so now that's another story. Teachers are great till they try to teach you some. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta let go of that, yeah, know, man. Because we all have a lot
0: to learn, a whole lot to learn. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. All right. Yeah, man. Victor Peniman, Thank, thanks for coming, man. You bet. Thanks for having me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you can check out. Uh, Check out Victor all, all around town. Anything, uh, anything revolving uh, the viola da gamba or old old medieval music. I bet you you're, you're not going to be. we just gonna, gonna call it a a bode guitar now. Bode guitar. <laughs> uh, anything <laughs> involving bode guitar. I bet uh, Victor's not going to be far. I'll probably be somewhere in the vicinity. Somewhere in the vicinity. You hey, look so. for
1: uh, G-Nome and the Soulless Minions of Orthodoxy. You can find me on iTunes G period N O M E all lowercase. will get you to my get me, get you to my album. And uh, uh, there's more coming. We've got uh, got a show in the in the uh, Crossroads in, in uh, October. Cool. And uh, more stuff coming up. And doing some partnering with my partner Jill Huxtable, who's a an artist, a visual artist. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And uh, we've been doing a combined show where she does live painting while I'm playing my. That's neat. My I stuff. like that. It is yeah. cool. It's it's quite cool. And so there'll be a lot more of that. Yeah, Yeah, good.
0: uh, Yeah. Cool, man. All right, guys. Uh, We're going to do some more of these little sessions here in the next coming days and months and weeks. So uh, keep keep checking it out. Uh, This is Music Talk. See ya.